0: Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here all on my lonesome just to talk about a very practical subject, and that is what to include on a homeschool transcript. So I know so many people when they're starting out homeschooling they get really stressed out about these transcript things. So we get lots of requests on what to do with a transcript, how you make a transcript, what's included. And so actually what we did recently was to put everything together that you need for a transcript and even an editable transcript format right on the 7sistershomeschool.com website. So I'll put links to that in the show notes, and that way you don't have to just stress unnecessarily. The framework and the guidelines and everything are right there, and you can just download and work on it as you go through the homeschool process. But I want to give you an overview today so that you're not too stressed out, okay? All right, let me start out with saying why you should have a transcript. Lots of states are not going to require that you give your teen a transcript when they graduate. Like They can graduate and you can say, hey, you're done. You've done all that is required by the state. And some states don't even have graduation requirements. So you can say, hey, you're done. We're through. And just move on to the next part of life. However, if you are gracious and kind, it would be a good idea to have that transcript, whether or not it's required. And I'll tell you why. Sometimes in the future, a teen is asked for a transcript. You know, so they're an adult. They're going, you know, for a a significant job change or they decided to go to college after they've been in the workforce for a while. Or, for goodness sakes, they're starting grad school. They got into college, you know, through community college and then, you know, regular college and never needed to show a transcript yet. And then the grad school wants one. So if you do a little bit of extra work while your teens are still in high school It may save you guys a bunch of stress and troubles later on down the road. So, you know, be kind and make a transcript. This is what you can put on that transcript. You do not have to have a a highly professional, polished transcript. And like I said, you can use our transcript template from sevensistershomeschool.com. And there's other places to get the templates, too. It makes it a little bit easier. I know for our kids, our umbrella school, so we were part of a homeschool umbrella school, they made a transcript for my kids. But this is what you put on a transcript. It's easy. First, you put a school name. So some states, when you register as homeschools, um, you, you give your little homeschool a name. If not, you don't have to put a school name. But if you had to come up with a name, you can put that there. Then you put your student's full name, date of birth. You probably would be wise to go ahead and put your address and just have that at the top of the transcript. In the old days, colleges would sometimes ask us to put social security numbers on transcripts. And uh, after a while, we got to refusing that. It's like, no, that's not going on our transcript. So, All right, so that's the top of your transcript. Then you want to break your transcript into the four years of high school. Each year, you write down what courses your teens took. So you can start with your core courses, so the, the basics of high school, which is language arts, your sciences, your maths, your social studies, world languages, if they took them that year, phys ed, if it was on there that year. Fine Arts, if it was on there that year, and then all the electives that your teens do. So sometimes a homeschool transcript has more coursework on it than like a, a traditional school, um, because a lot of times the, they just don't record everything a teen is learning in a traditional school setting. So we know as homeschoolers, all of life is education. And if you have documented an educational experience, you know, as an elective, then you want to include that on the transcript and show the richness of education. So how how do you document these things? Like, how do you know the teens have earned a credit? Go to sevensistershomeschool.com and read on how to earn credits. And we'll do a podcast episode on that later. But you can capture in logging hours and using curriculums or taking courses or clapping out on some things and get the credits for high school a lot of different ways. So... So when a teen earns a credit, we're going to put that under the year they earned it. So ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade. Please also put the year. So ninth grade was, you know, 2020 and 2021. Put that on there also. Um, A lot of teens can get away without the specific year. You will say when they graduated on the transcript at the bottom. But we have found that sometimes the military, if my kids want to go into the military, they will strain at Nats and want to know um, what year was ninth grade, what year was 10th grade, as if you might do them backwards. So, all right, so you have that. And then after you list the courses, you put their grade. So what grade did they earn? You put the number of credits, so, you know, usually it's one credit, but they might have earned half a credit or a quarter credit. If they really delved into something, they might get more than one credit, but usually it's, you know, one credit or less. And you will also note, beside the name of the course, the level of rigor, especially on the core courses. So this is not important for kids going into the workforce But for kids who are going into a college situation, sometimes it is very advantageous if kids have done a really rigorous study, you know, so they have leveled up and done honors level or or AP, you know, you, you want to put that on there to show that your teen is doing college prep or even greater levels of work so that it shows the college, hey, this is the kind of kid we want here. So again, if you want information on how to do levels, check with sevensistershomeschool.com. And also, um, we did a whole podcast episode on that a little while ago, so I will put links to all of that in the show notes. So it's very, very advantageous to kids heading off to college. So we're putting each year what their language arts, science, math, social studies, world languages, phys eds, fine arts, electives, any of those things that they did, you put that on there along with the grade, the amount of credit, and then you also list the level that it was um, accomplished at. And you put that right beside the name of the course. Okay, you, you put that information on there so what the colleges or employers can look right at a grid sort of and say, hey, this is the kind of, of student we had. Now, sometimes you can also put an accumulation of courses and, you know, make a little section and say, OK, um, you know, it shows that our, my teen has done language arts in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. It's done sciences in ninth and 10th and 11th grade, but he didn't need a 12th grade because he's going to be an English major. Or he's going into the workforce. And so our homeschool transcript has a little box that gives like a summary on that. Another thing you want to include are extracurriculars that your teen has been involved in. That's really, really valuable, especially for the college-bound teens, because they want to show that they are the kind of teen that colleges are looking for. They're the kind that will get involved in community life there in college. They'll become leaders in the community, and uh, so that it really really shows off. So then at the bottom of the transcript, you want to include extracurricular activities. So did they play a sport? Did they do you know some kind of community work where they were volunteering, part of a some kind of a club? So you list those and list the years that they were involved in. Sometimes colleges are really, really checking out for long-term engagement. So you know a teen that went on um, mission trip every single year, or um, they were in sports every year, or they, you know, worked with a service organization every year. That's very powerful. And of course, we don't expect teens to pick something in ninth grade and stick it out with everything because part of high school is exploring. So you can also, you know, list the things that they explored for a year or two. So we definitely want to give them credit for that, but really make sure at the top of your um, list of extracurriculars are the things that they did more than one year. You can also list competitions and awards. And recently um, we did an interview with our friend from uh, Homeschooling with Technology and we were talking about competitions to put on the transcript. And what that does for teens, especially, again, as college-bound teens, you know, kids going to the workforce, you don't need this as much. But competitions, awards help show college or the military, if the kids are going to the military, that this is the kind of kid who has a bit of drive. So they don't have to have big wins. You know, they don't have to be really highly important. Competitions just shows a little bit of extra drive. Uh, that is a really good thing to to put on there. It's also you know good in character development to be involved in a few competitions. And uh, so check out that that interview that I did with Meryl. So another thing you want to put on the bottom of the transcript. And again, these are all on the Seven Sisters transcript template is the GPA. And again, there are whole posts about how to figure the GPA. But I'll give you a quick overview here is GPA, there's not one right way to do the GPA. Like that, everybody has a different formula. And if kids are applying to college, you will be asked to explain how you got to the GPA. So don't worry about it. You know, do your thing. Basically the way we have done it is we took the GPA from the grades in their core courses. So that would be language arts, science, math, social studies, and world language. And we would give a number for each of the the grades they got. So if they got an A, they got the number four. If they got a B, that was the number three. If they got a C... Um, that was a number two. If, that, if they got a D, that would be a number one. But we didn't allow our children personally, this was our decision, to get Ds. Like if they didn't get to some sort of mastery, we just made them do the course over again because the purpose of homeschooling is getting the information you need. And so we would add that, uh, those numbers up and divide by the number of credits. And that would give us a GPA. So you can make it much more complicated than that. And that's okay. You do it in a way that's best for you because there's not one right way to homeschool high school. And there's not one right way to do a transcript. Now, sometimes schools will wait a course on the GPA. So instead of an A getting a 4, if it's an honors level or AP kind of course, they will give, you know, like 4.5 or 5 instead of that 4. And so it's, you know, a high-powered course will weigh more in the GPA than the, the other courses. And it's very subjective how they assign that. Please feel free to do that if you want to do it. But also, you don't have to do it. We have never weighted our courses because we found As we were advising our students, and we were very involved in the local homeschool community. And so, you know, seeing kids through to college, we found that colleges very often unweight. um, So that in their algorithms, you know, the weighted courses get unweighted so they can compare teen to teen as they're applying. And so, you know, like, why are we bothering to do this? So we didn't. But again, there's not one right way to homeschool high school. one side note is as you do the weighting and you record the levels on the transcripts, do not use the word AP, like this is a high-powered course, so I'm calling it an AP course. You can't do that unless you took an official AP course. College Board owns that that term, AP, and uh, you have to get their approval to use it. But you can record a high-powered honors, or level five is what we put, so it's a level five course. And again, if you check with Seven Sisters Homeschool or listen to our episode on rigor and levels, we'll tell you how to do it. So it's not that bad. So we've got course listing for every year, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. You've got your courses listed by year, their level, their grade, the amount of credit. We've got extracurriculars. We've got competitions and awards. We've got GPA listed. And you have the, the date of graduation listed. And that's, that's your basic transcript. It's really not that bad. I highly, highly recommend if you're just starting homeschooling high school that you start in ninth grade and keep an ongoing transcript. That way you don't get to senior year and have to go back and reconstruct everything. And it's really, really cool to each year, look at that transcript and see it updated and the teens look at it and go, oh my goodness, I'm doing such a good job. This is really cool. So it's very rewarding to to look at it year by year. But I tell you what, the the moms I know who are waiting until like the end of 11th grade and their kids are starting to think about applying to colleges early in the senior year um, and they're reconstructing things, It's, it's highly stressful. So I recommend just plugging along. So another thing to do is as your teen is going through their homeschool, high school time, Keep some basic records, so, you know, how your teen earned credits. So if they earned credits by logging hours, then keep those credit logs. If they earned a credit by taking a course in a textbook, keep textbook name and information on that, and also tests and papers written or or some evidence of projects done, and you can keep it in a file file or a master portfolio, I'll put links to that kind of thing at the end of the show notes. It's always good to have a backup. One thing that we have found is very useful on occasion, now, this does not always need to happen, but sometimes we need a course description. Um, and this happens very often if a teen is going to homeschool for a year or two, and then transfer to a regular school or go to a different state, that if you have a course description. It helps to ease that transition like it's a backup. Uh, if you don't have a full course description, a syllabus will do just as well. And uh, so it's good to have those things in a file and keep them, you know, till graduation or maybe a year or two later, at least. I know I have a friend who um, as soon as graduation is done, they have a bonfire and burn all the records. And uh, I go, well, that's one way to have a celebration. But It feels good to me to save them a little longer. Again, there's not one right way to homeschool high school. Anyway, it's really, really good to have a transcript. It's not a lot of fun to make them, but it's not as intimidating as it might seem, especially if you have a template. And of course, you can make your own. There's a lot of places to get templates for transcripts. And uh, there's services that'll do them for you. Um, But our, our editable transcript is on there on the website because we've had so many requests for that. Also, you're not in this alone. You know, when you're homeschooling, it can feel isolating, especially if you're just starting out and haven't found your local homeschool community or a good digital community yet. But you're not alone. Your seven sisters are here and there's other folks waiting to connect with you. So if you hop over to Facebook and join the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group, we have a, a nice group where people are friendly and supportive and you can ask questions and uh, you know, get information. So it's, it's just a really good place to start. And then we have so many gazillion posts at Seven Sisters Homeschool on the website where you can just search anything that's on your mind and find a post on it practically. So one other thing is I'll plug our friend Ann Carico. She has a Facebook group with I think it's like 30,000 people in it. And it's called It's Not That Hard to Homeschool High School. And that's a constant stream of people sharing things that they're doing. And you can also check if your state has a homeschool Facebook group. So you know there's there's so many places to connect if you're just starting out and feeling at loose end. So please feel free to ask questions. Like we are all in this together and homeschooling really is a big community, you know, even if we're not face to face. So you can do this homeschool high school is the best years yet. Just enjoy it. Allow yourself and your team not to be too intimidated and just plug through on the boring stuff. All right, that's enough for today. So this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.